Welcome to the Joey Mitchell Podcast, Celebrity Interviews. Joey's been broadcasting his radio show throughout California for over 51 years and has interviewed hundreds of celebrities. Most of these interviews have only aired once. Now, he's decided to share them once again. Every week, a new celebrity with a behind-the-scenes peek into what happened before and after the interview. So sit back. Relax and get set to travel back in time. Here's Joey. Hi, and welcome back to Celebrity Interviews with me, Joey Mitchell. Next is one of my favorite interviews because it's one of my favorite people growing up. It's with Steve Allen. Steve Allen was born in 1921 on the day after Christmas and became an American television personality, a radio personality, a musician, a composer, an actor, a comedian, and a writer. You'd see why I idolized him so much. In 1954, he achieved national fame as the co-creator and the first host of The Tonight Show, which was then the first late-night television talk show. Now, of course, you know it is Johnny Carson's show and uh, Jay Leno's show and now Jimmy Fallon. But it all started with the one and only Steve Allen. He got his start in radio and best known for his extensive network television career. He gained national attention as a guest host on the Arthur Godfrey talent show. Now, Arthur Godfrey, back in the day, in the 50s, owned television. He was the man, but he couldn't make a certain show. So they asked newcomer Steve Allen if he'd sit in. He said, sure. What did he have to lose, right? He sat in for Godfrey, and when there came a soup commercial that he was supposed to do live, he decided to ad-lib it, make the soup, and pour it into Arthur Godfrey's iconic ukulele that was always on set. With the audience, including Godfrey, who was watching from Miami, laughing like crazy and thoroughly entertained, Steve got major plaudits, both as a comedian and as a host. In fact, Variety magazine called him one of the most hilarious one-man comedy sequences projected over the TV cameras in many a day. The guy's unnatural for the big time, and he was, too. He left CBS, went to NBC, and began a late-night show, which eventually became The Tonight Show. One of my favorite things about The Tonight Show was Steve had this bit called Man on the Street, where he'd interview regulars from the show, comedians like Tom Poston, Louis Nye, Bill Dana, Don Knotts, Pat Harrington Jr., Dayton Allen, and Gabriel Day. He'd stop them and ask them questions, and, well, the results were crazy. For instance, Louis Nye played Gordon Hathaway, the hi-ho Steve Reno advertising exec. Dana played the famous Latino Jose Jimenez. Knotts was the jittery little nervous guy who always answered every question with no. Pat Harrington, an Italian immigrant and former golf pro, Gudo Panzini, <laughs> and Dayton Allen just did all kinds of crazy characters and always answered the questions with wild-eyed zany, why not? These guys were hilarious. I don't do them justice, but they really were funny. In my interview with Steve that's next, I talked to him about these characters, and you can see he's ready for comedy from the moment I say, hey, how are you, Steve? I Let me look down at my body and see. Yes, everything looks in order, so I guess I'm okay. Thank you. Uh, it's, you just celebrated your 75th birthday with one of the biggest bashes ever at USC. Tell us about it. We gathered a lot of wonderful people. On the show, we had uh, Steve Martin and uh, Billy Crystal, Rodney Dangerfield, uh, 
Jay Leno, Milton Berle, uh, David Letterman. It, it went on like that for some time. Mm-hmm. The gimmick was just that I was 75 years old from the picture, big deal. But anyway, the show turned out to be very funny. We had a lot of clips and routines from the earlier shows, the older shows. You're going to be at uh, Borders in Roseville with a book signing. People are going to be able to meet you, shake your hand, and uh, get touch you the hem of my garment. And, the, and kiss your ring. <laughs> What's the book about, Steve? It's about 1995. No, seriously, it's, <laughs> it, it's and that's precisely what it's called. It's the title. Uh, the title is, I should say, "Die Laughing." Uh-huh. It's a murder mystery. The cute uh, angle of it is that uh, Jane and I are the protagonists. We. Uh, are placed in danger, and we solve the mysteries and unmask the evildoers in the last chapter in typical detective or murder story fashion. Well, you were just on TV together, and it was an awesome show. I loved it. Oh, did you see Homicide? It was great. It really was a good show. I'm not saying we were great, but all the components were so well put together. I love the arguing between you and Jane. And the, the, <laughs> For those of you who didn't see it, he pulls a rifle on his wife on a regular basis to scare her. One time it went off, and he happens to shoot somebody falling by the window. Yep, weird story. <laughs> They tell me it's based on a real uh, incident. Isn't that amazing? I remember you in 1954 with the first Tonight Show. You must have been a child. I was, a, well, I wasn't born yet, but I watched a video. No, I, I watched you every night. It was like the big deal. Uh, because you were the man who created TV as we know it now for Leno and for, well, Jack Parsons uh, followed you, wasn't it? Yeah, Jack was there for five years, and then after that, Johnny, of course, for 30. How do you feel, having created the medium, the sit-down interview, the wild open, the monologue, and watching it now, do you think it's as good as it used to be? And don't be humble about it. Uh, I don't really know. Uh, When people say they like or don't like a given talk show, I believe they're really saying they like or don't particularly care for the host, whoever uh-huh. that is, whether uh-huh. it's Steve Allen, Donald Duck, or anybody else. But because of the very lack of firm structure, that means you have a full 60 or 90 minutes in which to horse around in any way that your talent permits you to. So it's a very comfortable formula. And you'd crack yourself up and it didn't bother you. That was the neat part. So many guys are afraid to laugh. They don't think it's cool. Well, I really didn't want to be laughing that much myself. <laughs> Because when I see it now, it's a little embarrassing. No, it's wrong. It's very embarrassing. Well, you say when you ad lib. I never heard it before, so <laughs> we all left. Yeah, we did that originally on The Tonight Show, which came from New York. And then I did a second talk show series in the early 60s, which came from Hollywood. And that was a feature common to both of them and always led to a lot of fun. There was that's, that's a great deal of spontaneity on the shows. I think maybe more so than there is today. You had the man on the street, Don Knott, uh, Mr. Nye. Mm-hmm. All those people were people that were walking by on the street, supposedly, and you'd have the bit with them. Yes. Believe it or not, even more fun when I would go out with just a microphone and a camera and talk to total strangers on the (laughs) street without any planning at all. The things that we called men on the street were actually written and rehearsed sketches in the studio with uh, Don and Louie and Tom and the guys. One of the things I loved were your show opens because they were always so outrageous. I remember one, you were playing the piano, and I was so disappointed. I said, what's the big deal about this? Camera pans out, and you're hanging on a crane. (laughs) Do you remember that? Yeah, about 100 feet up in the air. (laughs) It was kind of scary. It was great. I went, that's so awesome. And you were the first to jump in a bowl of jello and all that kind of stuff. For those of you wondering, you know, how come so many hosts now go into the audience? You kind of created that because Dar Stay Stiffed you. Well, I had been doing a... um more conventional radio show for the CBS station in uh, Hollywood. This is in the late 40s, and it started as a 30-minute show, and because it had immediate good luck, they decided to uh, stretch it out to a full hour, but with no increase in money. And before that, I had been doing 
radio comedy in the conventional way, the same way that Bob Hope and Burns and Allen and everybody else did. You write a script, and then you go on the air, and you read it. Mm-hmm. When they stretched the extra 30 minutes, I thought, I'm not going to sit for hours more at the typewriter every day. I'll just start interviewing people. So mm-hmm. that was a, a sort of an accidental breakthrough. And then one night, as you say, Doris, they uh, didn't show up because they forgot to tell her. And I'm suddenly on the air live with 30 minutes to fill. I couldn't think of anything to do, so I just grabbed the old heavy standing floor microphone and lugged it around the... Uh, up and down the aisles, and got much bigger laughs at libbing than I had with the scripted stuff. So that was a, a, a an important moment of, of departure for me. One of the things I remember that you did, that, and I've used it on stage a lot of times too, when the audience is giving you a hard time, you took the stand on the microphone and you used it like if it were spray for uh, insecticide, and you just kept, <laughs> and I, I just roared about that stuff. <laughs> yeah, you never know what you'll do if, until you get into a spot, and then you have to do something. Ironically, when I asked Steve at the beginning how he was, he answered with a wisecrack, well, let me look down. I assume I'm fine, but only three years later, at the age of 78, he would die on October 30th, 2000. At first, he was suspected of having a fatal heart attack while napping at his son's Los Angeles area home. However, an L.A. coroner spokesperson later said autopsy results showed the real cause of death was a ruptured blood vessel caused by chest injuries that he had not realized he'd sustained in a minor traffic accident earlier in the day. According to his second wife, Jane Meadows, it was typical of Steve, who was the dearest, sweetest man. She said he was hit by a man backing into him, breaking all of his ribs that pierced his heart. And when he got out of the car, he said to the man, what some people will do to get my autograph. Always the funny man. I will miss him forever. And I am delighted that I got to talk to him at one time. The late Steve Allen. May he rest in peace. Thanks for listening to Celebrity Interviews with me, Joey Mitchell. Tune in next week for another special guest from my 51 years in radio right here on my podcast. Hope you join me. Have a great week. That's all for today's episode of Celebrity Interviews with Joey Mitchell. Join us again next week for another well-known celebrity that most likely only aired once on Joey's show until now. Now you can subscribe to the podcast at patreon.com slash Joey Mitchell podcast. Patreon.com slash Joey Mitchell podcast. And you'll never miss an episode or extras only available to subscribers. Please visit and like Joey Mitchell's podcast on Facebook and tell us what you think. Thanks for listening.